In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of Eat Sleeve Fantasy. Uh, I'm Christian Brito. We're going to be switching it up to a very interesting podcast today. Joining me tonight is uh, one of our writers, Mr. Michael Huff. I really hope I said your last name right, because if I didn't, um, but it's uh, it's Mike. What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm much, man. Been waiting to get on here with you. Uh, yeah, just uh, watching a little bit of this Thursday night football, and uh, you know, sad we can't have Dale here with us, but uh, you know, we'll make the most of it. Are you really sad though? Because not, not really. A little bit. I mean, I, I I would enjoy the awkwardness. Oh, well, you'll get plenty of that right now. So. <laughs> that's what you got me for man Sorry. Um, we really want to get out some of Mike's information to you guys uh, he writes a great article on our site every week um, a stardom article he's also a writer for uh, Gridiron Experts tell him a little bit about what you do for, for us and uh, Gridiron Experts well I mean yeah I mean it's pretty, pretty much as you said I mean if you guys it's it's the stardom column you know, I've been. I'm gonna in, start integrating actually Sidem as well. But uh, yeah, just kind of getting that out there. And uh, I'm usually always wrong on defense, so uh, just FYI, be forewarned. Um, and then with with Gridiron Experts, I'm doing the Thursday night preview. And then uh, if I ever have a stroke of genius and write some other random articles, they'll throw it up there every now and again. But that's about it. All right, man. Um, Mike has been. Uh pretty integral in helping our show especially as of late uh with a lot of the um you know website management and we just want to uh give a lot of credit to mike for for helping our podcast grow um you know through social media and stuff like that so uh we got him joining our show tonight so what we want to give you guys what we want to provide you you know while mike is already half drunk through thursday night football right right if i didn't have to work tomorrow man i'd be there all right, fair enough. So this is kind of boring. Uh, Brian Hoyer looks like he's going to be missing quite a bit of time with an arm injury. Um, suspected broken arm at this point. I'm sure he'll have uh, some tests on that tomorrow, but <laughs> broken. I'm pretty sure he has a broken arm. <laughs> Against the guy in my league of record, uh, he's got it's a two quarterback league. So he's got Hoyer going. He's got Aaron Rodgers. He's got Don Jackson going, and he's got Cameron Meredith going. I'm having a pretty good Thursday night, so. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Mike, um, let's actually go ahead and get into some of these starts. We're going to be giving them straight off of your column some of these starts of the week. I'm also going to be giving my uh, – my major keys. I'm not going to do that segment again. That was awful. I'm just going to call it starts. <laughs> I was I was going to say by the way, uh, the the uh, uh, the moy importante that 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 grew on me the second time around. So we should check for the reviews when they come around the second time. Um, what we do know 
and we do know as a fact now, is that Mad Men is not a fucking top five show. No, it's not. It's really. I listen. I'll I'll be honest. I watched what like three seasons of that, and it's listen. It's not bad, but uh, it's definitely not top five. Mine. I mean, I'm not a big TV guy, but Breaking Bad for me is number one. That's, yeah, you know, I know we're doing this kind of off the top, man. But can you give me straight off the dome your top five shows of all time? Top five shows of all time. I mean, obviously Breaking Bad, as I said. I think I would go All in the Family, which is a wild card. People wouldn't expect that. It's an old. Right. Uh, yeah. You you had mentioned The Office yesterday. I like The Office, but I like uh, I, I I like the British version of The Office. Okay. So there's that one, and uh, see, I don't watch a lot of TV. That's my problem. Mm. I mean, you're the you're the movie guy. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, pretty much. So. All right. So that's three. Yeah, that's three. I mean, if I think of two more over the course of the podcast, I'll, ju- I'll ju- just randomly throw them out there like Tourette's. So. I mean, if it was, judging by your accent, I felt like you would say like The Sopranos, uh, <laughs> Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> that's just me being an asshole. Fun. Hey, <laughs> you know, you're in good company then. So, um, So, I mean... The Office, Breaking Bad, not going to argue with you there. Uh, can't go down the All in the Family road, but like I, like I tweeted today, you always got to add like maybe a cheesy show. So I put like Survivor just missed my top five because that's kind of the uh, the show you watch to kind of just sit back and not really think. You just you just want to be entertained for a little bit. Well, actually, I would put Entourage in there actually in my top five. Nah. Very nice. Okay. I was a big Entourage guy. Now now it's kind of rounding out a little bit. So there you go. That's that's better. All right, man. Let's get into your starts. First start at quarterback. Who's your start this week? Uh well this week I like Philip Rivers quite a bit. Um that Falcons defense is uh that Falcon defense has been pretty bad. I actually think that's gonna be a pretty high scoring game on both ends. I mean, he had just hundred and seventy eight yards and a touchdown against the Broncos, but before that, he was just rolling out with a 300-yard game. So right. I'm going to look for that to continue this week. Yeah, I mean, Falcons are allowing um, the second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've allowed the fifth-most <clears throat> fifth yards. They've already allowed 14 passing touchdowns on the year. Um, I mean, <laughs> pretty much every defensive stat uh, against quarterbacks has been really bad. So, so far this year, so uh, it's kind of crazy because, like, because because the average person would just assume that everything's going all right over there in in Atlanta because they're playing so well. But really, when you take a close look at their defense, it's really been a it's it's really been a shit show. Yep, and I mean that's that's really just a, a bigger credit to to their offense, uh, a much improved offensive line. Um, two very nice, you know, weapons out of the backfield um, to kind of complement each other. So, but yeah, man, that that defense, especially against the pass, has been horrendous. So I am fully, fully with you this week on Philip Rivers being a great start um, in daily. I know a lot of people don't like to spend all that much money on quarterbacks in daily. But this is a guy that I would daily, I uh, would definitely do that for, because there's there's certain options every week, matchup based that you can 
afford to play a little bit extra on. Um, I know people don't like to do it for the quarterbacks, but I like I like Philip Rivers there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my start here, and I know it might have people a little uh, you know iffy because coming into the week he hasn't been that great so far this season. Um, but that's Blake Bortles, right? He's 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 not been great so far. Um, but that has a lot to do with um, more the actual NFL with uh, sev- lots of turnovers. He does have already two games out of his first five over 300 yards, um, three out of the five over 270. Um, touchdowns haven't been all there, but he's ha- he's got three multi-touchdown games already. I think this is the game that it really clicks for Blake Bortles going um, at playing at home against Oakland this week. Um, I think it's a great matchup. Oakland has allowed the fifth most fantasy points to uh, to quarterbacks. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they've allowed the most passing yards. Yeah, 1,900 passing yards already. <laughs> they've allowed the most passing yards to quarterbacks. So, um how are you feeling about Blake Bortles there this week? No, I I, I like that quite a bit, and you know he's kind of yeah I you know he hasn't had these eye popping you know numbers you know like with the Matt Ryan's of the world, but but it's it's kind of like you were just reading off. He's just kind of flying under the radar, and I think a nice little cushy opponent like this can maybe propel him into you know getting back into the discussion of the top fantasy quarterbacks in the league. So I mean, especially with that with with those nineteen hundred yards, I mean, yeah, why not, right? Yeah, I've got him right now uh, going for me this week on uh, on DraftKings, and I'm feeling pretty comfortable about it. And I've paired him with another start of mine this week at wide receiver, Allen Robinson. Um, this all started because I think it's going to be a tremendous Allen Robinson week this week. I've got A-Rob in my top five this week. Um he hasn't necessarily done anything this year so far to deserve it. But, again, the Oakland Raider defense against quarterbacks have been horrendous, so you would expect it to be the same against wide receivers. And, of course, they've allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and the most yards again. Yep. I mean, they've been they've been putrid against wide, rec- wide receivers this year. Um Really, they can't stop anybody, and I I love Allen Robinson this week. I'm spending whatever it takes to get him on my DraftKings lineup at this point. Um, I love him. Uh, how comfortable do you feel with Allen Robinson? Because, again, the resume hasn't been there so far this year. No, not had it. But, you know, this, this happens every now and again with – you have these certain kind of ways with these fantasy guys where – They'll either be these guys that have these lost years and they just fall into the abyss, but then you have these guys that, for for whatever reason, as a team, it takes a little bit to wake up. And you know, I think we're kind of alluding to all that now, talking in depth about the Jaguars. I just think that that can all come together for them, you know, because Bortles is going to go hand in hand with Robinson, just like how you're talking about stacking it. So, yeah, I think it's a great start. I think it's a good play. I'm actually a little jealous. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, who you got? fancy roster yet so uh it's fine don't waste your money yeah well well wait a minute well i mean in, in a league with me i mean well, playing I... a different league <laughs> all right fine <laughs> just fucking with you man um uh last week was a bad week for me but uh 
out of the two weeks I've participated in our ESF league. The first first week was good. I I, I got first place, but uh, last last week was not good, man. Not like all around. We you, you want to talk about what happened in listener league because it was that that happened everywhere except for one of my leagues. Yeah, I kind of blew your doors open out of there. Yeah, you know, in 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 the listener league. I and I still don't know what happened with that whole Fleener thing. You know, I fell asleep yeah. and I didn't have Fleener. I woke up and I had him. I you know. But you know, listen. I don't want to. I don't want to disparage any any website or anything. So, my fault. I uh, I guess I didn't uh, set something up properly or something. I had a waiver claim in for Fleener. I was ahead in the priority over you. I don't know what I could have messed up, but you got him. I didn't, and uh, that ended up being a huge point difference. But it was not the deciding factor because I got blown the fuck out. I really did. You know, I mean, I mean, I I had Beckham. Obviously, we all know Beckham had a good game. Finally, um, yep. and then I mean, I was waiting on Tom Brady. So, and now I got a I got a plethora of good quarterbacks. I've got Tom Brady, Derek Carr, and Matt Ryan. So, you know, I've got a lot of points sitting on my bench right now. Mm. Well, that seems like uh, you probably don't need all three. So, if you want to just drop one. Let me know. I've been trying to field offers to uh, all these people in the listener league, but, uh, you know, they're all too timid, so. All right. Listen, man, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try something out right now, okay? Oh, sure. Let's do it. All right. If it doesn't work, whatever, we'll, we'll take it out of the pod. I, I don't know. What do you want for, uh, what do you want for, for Matt Ryan? All right. I, he's, who's, who's the che- Hold on. Who's the cheapest quarterback on your team? Is it Matt Ryan or Derek Carr? Uh, well, I mean, Derek Carr, I guess, but I mean, I'm willing to drop either one of them, you know, whichever one you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I just assumed that when I was looking at potential trades, you had, you know, and uh, understandably so, but you had that hard on for, for Russell Wilson. So, yeah, I still believe Russell Wilson's going to come back later this season. Right. Um, it's this is it's just the last two years all over again, man where the first half of the season is rocky, it looks exactly like last year. And then at around week eight last year is when he turned it on. Um, and I've kind of, like, I just, I'm expecting the same exact thing, but who knows? Like, if it continues for another week or two, um, I've got to make a switch. Um, I'm doing okay in most of my leagues. Listener League's actually my worst league at three and three. Um <clears throat> But um, and then I got him in I got him in my league of record. I'm at four and two, but not necessarily feeling super great about it. The only problem uh, I had with with people being high on Wilson in the preseason was so many people were high on Wilson, and they said that passing attack was gonna be was gonna be a real thing, and he was gonna be you know top three quarterback, so on and so forth. But then at the same time, everybody was saying that the run game was gonna be huge, and I just felt like. Something was gonna fall off there, either the passing game or or the running game. So you know, yeah. To be honest, I think I attribute a whole lot of this to him being injured because we've never seen Russell Wilson be injured in his whole career. Absolutely, and and clearly he's been very limited. I mean, he's rushed less than he ever has in his entire career um, through the first six games. Um, well, five games because they had their bye already. Um, so, but again, um, him getting injured has a lot to do with that O line being 
being a mess. And um, I was gonna say, I think I I think if he gave the Seahawks uh, Seahawks front office some truth serum, I think they tell you that they would never do that that Jimmy Graham for for Max Unger trade. Because I think that that was kind of the beginning of the end for that offensive line. And listen, I know Grant's been doing great this year. He really has. But, right. uh, yeah, you know, I think that was kind of the beginning of the downfall for their offensive line. Yep. Still, I see better things coming. And uh, as I've talked my way through this, I no longer want a quarterback. Well, are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Listen, if you change your mind. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> my. My top two quarterbacks right now, um, I adjust my ranks a lot because I'm very narcissistic about it. I, I adjust my ranks. They they lock at 1 p.m. for the week. Um, I adjust my ranks until 12.58 p.m. Like, <laughs> like moving and tweaking. Um, but the good thing is, um, unlike... Never mind. I'm not going to go down that route. I haven't had a below average week yet this season. So... Um, and that's compared with you know, the 140 some odd rankers, um, you know, <clears throat> listen, that, doing, doing pretty well. That, I, I was going to say, I mean, you, you, you could boast a bit. It's all good. A little bit. Sucking my own dick a little bit. Absolutely. Well, you know, something like that. Definitely going to put that drop right here. <laughs> so, um, let's get back into the starts, man. We got off on a wacky tangent there, man. It's all right. It's, you know. And, and entertaining uh, at the very least, hopefully, maybe, yeah. probably not. So, um, remind. Okay, where were we? Your wide receiver start of the week is. Wow, well, mine is mine's Amari Cooper. So, so we're gonna oh. have some guns blazing in that uh, Jaguar Raider game. So, that is uh that is probably my, um, my lock for highest scoring game of the week, like. I bet the over on that game. This is going to I I already foresee it's going to be like a 6-3 game. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. I I uh I'm going to be tuned into this game. I'm probably going to have a lot of these guys going in daily. Um very very intrigued by a lot of these players. Um tell me uh tell me why Cooper's the value here. Um and uh what do you like about him this week? Well, you know, I Really, I just I I just love the connection that's going on right now. I mean, Cooper, Cooper and Crabtree right now uh, combined have the highest total of yards for for a wide receiver duo in the NFL right now, and I, you know I think it's going to be kind of a seesaw uh, between. There's going to be great games for Crabtree. There's going to be great games for Cooper. But I feel like Cooper has been heating up lately, and uh, you know he's he's had he's had he's had three 100 yard games a season. And I mean, Cameron Meredith last last week was, was, was what eleven receptions for 113 yards. So I mean that mm-hmm. that Jacksonville defense. I mean they're 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 pretty good at giving up the pass yards themselves. So yep, they've allowed the ninth most fantasy points um, to to uh, wide receivers, um, and uh, it really seems after the first few weeks. Um, it's starting to shift more and more towards the Cooper side of things and not the Crabtree side of things. Um, I still kind of like Crabtree this week too. I think it's a good matchup for him as well uh, against those Jags corners. But I mean, I think Cooper's just going to eat this week, have a great week. So another good call there. If you want to, if you want to go expensive on your wide receivers, which for me is usually a very, very good option in daily, especially DraftKings. If you're going to go full PPR, um, 
I really like the idea of um, Cooper with Robinson. Um, I think I have that in one of my lineups with Bortles. Um, so Cooper with Robinson. If you prefer Carr, that might be another guy that you might want to pay for because, um, <clears throat> again, Jags aren't great against the pass. No, no, sir. Uh, they're not great at anything. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, all right, so let's transition here, Mike, um, to some running backs. Who do you have as uh, some starting suggestions here at running back? Um, it's gonna. This is the. Oh, it's probably gonna be one of the most unpopular picks that I have this week. But I like Jeremy Hill against the Browns. Mm. I listen. I I own him in a couple of leagues, so I I can. I can feel the frustration, but right. you know, I mean, his 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 last three opponents uh, had given up the seventh, eighth, and fourteenth fewest fantasy points to running backs. So I mean, now he's gonna have a he's gonna have a little bit of an easier matchup against the Browns here. And I will also mention, just as a completely irrelevant sidebar, today is his birthday. So I mean, maybe a little bit of birthday luck this weekend. That's mm. but that's what you have to go on when you get that kind of output from Hill. You got to hope on his birthday luck. So, listen. I mean, he's a guy that if he scores, you're happy. Right. And if if he scores twice, you're super happy. I definitely see a scenario where Jeremy Hill scores twice this weekend. And you know, I know it's a short sample size, but over his career, this is he plays the best when he plays against the Browns. So, you know, so he got that going for you too. And after that, actually, it's it's the Broncos who he plays the best against. He's had three yeah. touchdowns against both of those teams, which, if you remember, he had the the two earlier this season against right. the Broncos, which he was on my bench at that time. So, of course, mine as well. So, and I have I own him in two leagues as well. I have him in the frustrating play all year long, but I I just I I've got a hunch this week, and I don't know. I like him. I think he can pull it off. So, um, in your in your honorable mentions at running back, Mike is the guy that for me is my start of the week. And uh, is my uh, romantic love at the running back position, and that's uh, that's Devonta Freeman. Um, I love that guy, man. I just like watching him play. It's so enjoyable. Um, and then when Tevin Coleman comes into the game, I want to throw my remote. And <laughs> it's like I put on my stank ass face whenever Tevin Coleman's in the game because Tevin Coleman's also a very talented running back. Um, so Atlanta has been. Uh, lucky enough to have two very good running backs in their backfield, but they're playing the they're playing the Chargers this week, man. And the Chargers um, are one of the worst teams against the run, fifth most fantasy points allowed, man. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, they've given up, and that's been uh, they've given up seven rushing touchdowns, and they've given up two receiving. So, and we all know yeah. that the uh, Falcons' uh, backfield likes to catch the passes. If 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 you remember that glorious Monday night game against the Saints. Yep. So not only have they given that up, dude, but they've already given up 416 receiving yards to running backs. So so far this season, right? Like that's um that's second most only of course to the Falcons <laughs> who have been just really bad against And that's my pick for what's going to be one of the highest scoring games of the weekend, so Yeah. Um I really I don't mind that at all. Um, you know, if you got Tevin Coleman, he's another guy. Like, I'm okay playing Tevin Coleman as well. I think Devonta Freeman this week. Okay, just like you said, I, I I hate when I see him running out there. 
Um, I think he's a flex play this week at the very least, and Freeman's a RB1 this week. So um, if not an RB1 and an RB2 combo this week, I, I really like them both. But Freeman is, for me, my start of the week at the uh, the running back position. Um, I forgot to mention some of your uh, some some of your honorable mentions here on your column. So for, at wide receiver, I mean, you had Amari Cooper. You also had Allen Robinson, who was my guy. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, let's let's move into the tight end position. Your start of the week is actually one of my starts of the week, and that's uh, that's Mr. Cameron Brait. Tell us uh, tell us why Cameron Brait's going to be great. Well. Cameron Brait's gonna be great. That sounds like a campaign slogan. Uh, <laughs> Vote Brait for president. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll take him over the other ones. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, 49ers have been absolutely horrible on defense, especially ever since they lost Bowman. I mean, they're giving up what about two touchdown passes a week, I believe. And when you talk about now Vincent Jackson being out, I think that's gonna open the door for Brait to get more involved. So, especially because it seems like Winston's having a bit of a tough time every now and again. So, I think he's going to, those extra targets from Jackson are going to start to lean on to Brait. And I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see that this weekend. To me, the biggest beneficiary, exactly what you just said, the biggest beneficiary of Vincent Jackson being out, aside from Mike Evans getting even more targets than he's getting. And, right. You know, Adam Adam Humphrey's getting a little bit uh, of a bump, obviously, because he's going to be that that number two now. To me, the biggest beneficiary is Cameron Brait coming into this offense. Um, so, I mean, San Francisco, it's not allowing necessarily a ton of points to the tight end position, but they're allowing uh, an above average amount, or so about eight points per game to the tight end position. I really like that call there. Um, and if you want to spend... Um, a little more than normal this week on the tight end position. Um, I'm all in on Travis Kelsey um, against the Saints. Um, I think he's going to have a fantastic week um, against that defense. So forget about uh, Hunter Henry versus the Falcons too. That can that can be a pretty good matchup as well. As uh, Falcons have given up what I believe five touchdowns against the tight end. So yep. the the one other kind of, you know, under the radar, pay attention to what's happening for the tight end position with Cincinnati. Um, because who knows whether or not Eifert's going to play this weekend. Um, he's been practicing and kind of trending that way. Yeah, they say it's but been going well. So it's It's been going well. And the Cleveland Browns are the absolute worst team against tight ends. They're allowing everybody jumped in that Delaney Walker train last week, and that all uh, that 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 blew up in our faces. Yeah, that that's fine, but let's remember, let's remember what Andy Dalton does with Tyler Eifert. A quarter of Tyler Eifert's catches last year were for touchdowns, which is absurd. Really is, I, you know, and uh, he was one of my tight ends that. I was down on. I remember one of the first pieces I had written for you guys. I had ranked tight ends, and I put him pretty low because because right. he's so touchdown dependent. Um, and then right. I thought with the change of the offensive coordinator, but I think at this point, I mean, the Bengal offense has had a little bit of trouble uh, getting points. So I think Dalton's going to see dollar signs when he sees Eifert get back in that huddle. So I yeah. think I think they'll pick up right where they left off. The the unfortunate thing is, in all likelihood. 
if Eifert's back, he's probably going to be limited. So Eifert's going to come down to really being a, a dart throw if he is out there because he's probably going to be limited coming in back in his first week. So yeah, um, <clears throat> wouldn't necessarily be fully, you know, all in on Eifert, but it just he's an interesting guy if Eifert really is back to being ready. I mean, he's he's taking a sweet ass time to come back, so <laughs> can't can't rush perfection, I guess, right? You know. Oh man. We should All also right. uh, should also keep an eye on uh Jordan Reed out there. I'm not quite sure how that's going right now, but if if yep. if if you get Vernon Davis back out there, I mean, the the lines as well are not good against the tight end. So, I mean, they've given up. I mean, they haven't given up a ton of yards, but they've given up six touchdowns. 